the first person to survive Alzheimer's disease is out there. They're going to hold on to everything the disease steals away. And the Alzheimer's Association is going to make it happen by funding research, advancing public policy, and spurring scientific breakthroughs. And by providing local support to those living with the disease and their caregivers, we're easing the burden until we accomplish our goal. But we won't get there without you. Visit alz.org to join the fight. Hey, addicts, and welcome back to the Fantasy Football Addicts Podcast. My name is, of course, Los and not Mung. Uh, Mung has jump shipped on us for the evening on late notice and decided to attend uh, the Minnesota Vikings shellacking of our Chicago Bears um, live, live and in person. No better way to see Jay Cutler get his ass kicked or get his butt kicked than uh, than live and in person at at, Soldier, at beautiful Soldier Field in Chicago. Can't be too mad at him. Um, that's why we get into all this. We love we love football, love the game, and then we get in fantasy football. Um, I'm back after two long weeks away. Uh, I was on business meetings in sunny. Las Vegas. Uh, shout out to Andrew and Lily for showing me a very nice time. And uh, let's get back to things. Uh, here we go with a week nine preview, uh, week eight recap. Um, basically, the story of these past two weeks have been the continued irritatingly, incre- uh, irritatingly inconsistent play from our first and second rounders. Um, be great if they could uh, get that taken care of. And of course, Dan, the man will be around to uh, keep me keep me under wraps in case I go crazy or something like that. Sort of just talking to myself. I, um, I enjoy how it took you an entire minute to acknowledge the fact that I'm going to co-host this with you. Well, I, I sort of forgot if we're being completely honest. You forgot? <laughs> <laughs> you know, now I have to go back and fix your I swear. Mean, I really didn't so want to have to silent. do that. Man, you are, you, are, right. you are nothing without Mung right now. He keeps you in line. Oh, this is this is true. This is true. But we're going to make this work in Mung's final act as part of the show was, of course, to uh, send us the official Gillette close shave of the week um, facing Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers at home in Atlanta. Matt Ryan's Falcons were down 32 to 26 late in the fourth quarter. Ryan led the Falcons offense on an 11 play 75 yard drive down the field, finishing with an end zone strike to Mohamed Sanu. The late touchdown led to a one-point victory over the Packers, lifting Atlanta up to a 5-3 and three record atop the NFC South. Get your close shave like Matt Ryan with Gillette, the best a man can get. Our best blades for only a few dollars a month. Fresh blades delivered to your door. No commitments. What'd you think about that? Better, well, better than mine, right? You know what? Maybe you should do this every week. I, I mean, I've got a much better voice. There's, there's no comparison here. Uh, let's do you want to just Matt replace Mung in, entirely Go. with just you? Can, can we just do that from here just, on out? Just, just eliminate him altogether. Yeah, I mean, he can still come. You just won't let him say anything. Well, I have an idea. How about if our loyal Twitter followers, our loyal fantasy football addicts, uh, chime in on the Twitter, tell Mung at FFA underscore Mung what a jerk he is for abandoning us all and how much better George Lowe's is, uh, FFA underscore Lowe's is for not abandoning the people. They should do it right now, even though we're going to release this episode tomorrow so he gets it at the game, but he's not going to get it at the game. He's going to get it at work. <laughs> that would be so <laughs> That would be so good. See, this is why we need you on the show a little more, Dan. Yeah, right. All right, all right let's, go, uh, let's, let's start talking about football it, keep, so we can we can end this and all go to bed. That'll be perfect. <laughs> let's let's get to uh, let's get to business. I think we've wasted enough of the people's time. Um, sticking with uh, Matt Ryan, Atlanta's game is of course the Thursday night football game. Atlanta going into Tampa Bay, NFC South showdown. Uh, Ryan's rolling. There's no reason for him to stop here. He's QB one 
um, this week. I'm very confident about that against Tampa. Um, Freeman was limited in this game. He had two touchdowns. He did not hurt your fantasy day. Uh, Tevin Coleman is likely to miss this game um, against Tampa as well. Uh, keep an eye on Taron Ward, who's getting the spell carries, but I really think Freeman will be better this game. He was a, a little hobbled in that last one. He's, he's you know, got extra days to heal up. He's going to be just fine. Um, I feel like the top flight wide receiver production is, as I said, extra inconsistent this year, but you really just can't bench Julio. This could be a 200-yard day. You can't risk having that on your bench. Don't be crazy. Um, and the aforementioned Mohamed Sanu is likely worth a start if, if you really need a wide receiver versus Tampa Bay, who does not have a great secondary. Um, on the Tampa Bay side of the ball, <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Jaquiz Rogers hurt his foot in this game after a solid uh, starting solidly with 19 carries, 69 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I believe the quote from Dirk Cutter was something like it doesn't look good. So to me, that doesn't sound good. Uh, Anton Smith and Peyton Barber are next up in line. Neither of them are very exciting options for me. Um, I think in a PPR league, I think Anton Smith is worth an ad. It doesn't look like Quiz Rogers is going to be uh, suiting up for this game. And uh, what's his name? Martin. Something Martin. Doug what's his Martin? name, Dan? <laughs> Doug Martin. The Duggar Knot. <laughs> Doug, so, Doug Martin will not be suiting up for this game either. So, so, so um, let me ask you this. So today, Niall Davis was cut by the Green Bay Packers. How long do you think until Tampa Bay decides they might want to take a chance on him considering they're so unfortunate at running back right now? You know, I, I think that's, that's a good idea for them, but I actually think that Kansas City's going to come swiping him up because Spencer Ware's on the, Spencer Ware's on the meat wagon that's now. That's a good point. I forgot about that. Yeah, um, actually, the uh, the old Tampa Bay running back, Mike James, got signed by Tampa. I don't really think he's going to be, you know, important. I think he's a space filler for their practice squad. Um, Anton Smith is really the only exciting guy here. And just because he has that extra uh, pass catching ability. Now, this is the guy, if you recall, three years ago, who I think had five carries, uh, five touches for like five touchdowns or something ludicrous when he was playing uh, on Atlanta alongside Jackers Rogers. So, you know, just just an interesting little wrinkle in uh, in time there. Uh, I'm picking Atlanta in this game if it matters. Easily Atlanta. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now on to an NFC North showdown. I don't know if all these teams are paired up with uh, with division rivals this week. It might be for for week nine. Who knows? Um, Riddick came back this game, picked up where he left off. He may be the top scorer versus Minnesota, given his usage um, and given how Minnesota can clamp down on, on your quarterback, on your wide receivers. Um, Tate's reemergence is very much hurting uh, Jones's value. It's returning both of them to where I projected them preseason, which is nice for me, but not great for Marvin Jones owners who were who were using him as a wide receiver one. Uh, Washington was a healthy scratch this game. Dwayne Washington. For now, I say you hold on to him if you can afford the spot. He can be a workhorse when he's back to full health, but Riddick is the guy for right now, and I wouldn't go starting Washington versus Minnesota or anything crazy like that. These team, this team will be limited significantly. Um, Ebron is one of many low-end tight end ones, probably a tight end two versus Minnesota. Uh, quarterbacks are only averaging 12 points per game versus Minnesota. There, there's not much in this game for you, and definitely look elsewhere if you're doing fantasy line or uh, daily daily league lineups um, on the Minnesota side of the football. All of this, of course, hinges on health based on the Chicago game tonight, which has not started as of yet. Uh, Bradford's probably a decent streaming quarterback against Detroit. Um, McKinnon might be healthy enough to play. Holt, we'll have to see how that goes during this game. If, if he is, he and Asiata are 
both low-end running back twos. If not, as the Ada becomes a high-end running back two option this week. Uh, Diggs is a three with upside against Detroit, especially if Darius Slay is still out, the best cornerback on that team. Uh, past him, there's really nothing that can stop anybody uh, in the secondary. Um, Corderell Patterson was a bust a few years ago, but if there's nobody on that uh, Detroit defense that's stopping anybody resembling a wide receiver, then hey, maybe give him a shot in de- daily, or if you're desperate, roll him in your season. So I'm curious uh, what you think here now that, that Diggs is going to be back tonight. Um, does that help or hurt Corderell Pat- Patterson? Personally, I think that it probably helps Corderell Patterson just because uh, Diggs, Diggs is far and away the best wide receiver on this team right now. Just because Laquan Treadwell is the rookie, he, he hasn't, you know, started to, to, you know, fall into what he's going to be. He hasn't found his destiny, if you will, just yet. So this will probably open up the field for Patterson. I really wouldn't look into him uh, in anything but a daily or, or, you know, extreme, extreme sort of, sort of uh, desperation plays. Yeah, I think his uh, targets might go down, but he he still seems like he's a threat to cut to touch on almost any game, at least from the kind of attention he's been getting lately. He's always the sort of guy who's who's bound to break off a big play, you know, like a mm-hmm. like a poor man's or I guess equal pay man's Tavon Austin. I I, I actually like that uh, comparison right there. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Uh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Uh, give me Minnesota this game, of course. Oh, easily. Well, yeah. actually, I don't know if it's easily. Detroit in has Minis- a pr- Okay, yeah. Oh, wait, they are in Minnesota. You're right. Okay, yeah. I'll take Minnesota, too. All right. I like it. I like it. Um, AFC North coming up. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Should be another, should be another no-brainer. Um, coach has said that Ben will be playing this game. Now, of course, we won't know until game time, but the plan right now is for him to suit up, for him to play. And he will be very welcomed back onto the field. Bell and Brown should show up big time. Um, if Ben's there, maybe give um, Coates a look. If he's not, I can't really trust anybody else. Uh, Ladarius Green is starting to come back into practice. I think give him a couple weeks to to get back into this offense. Uh, you can't forget, you know, while while he has been a good talent, he's never really caught on in this league just yet. He was on San Diego for a good four years, minimal production. Jesse James has been filling into this offense quite nicely, as well as Xavier uh, Grimble. So I, I think that they're going to give Ladarius Green a little extra time to learn the playbook fully before ever putting him in and installing him on the offense. On the Baltimore side of the ball, Flacco's an okay streaming option at, uh, at home this week against Pittsburgh secondary, which isn't great. Uh, lots really going to depend on how Terrence West and Steve Smith's ability to plays uh, abilities to play are looking. West is a low end running back too. If he starts Pittsburgh, Rundy is definitely better with Cameron Hayward back on the field. If Steve Smith can go, he's a wide receiver three. Um, and Mike Wallace's production will definitely depend on whether Steve Smith plays or not. Uh, as always, Pitt has been seeing a ton of targets as well. Pen him into that low end, tight end range. Of course, you know, Pittsburgh not great at stopping the tight end. So Pitt, Pitt, is, Pitt is a good PPR option anytime he's on the field. I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> you kind of flew right through that. Yeah, um, I I'm, do have a question, I'm, I'm flying I do have a... without... without Without having to put those extra long pauses in there, waiting for Mung to fill in with yeah, something right? asinine, it's this is really <laughs> flying right by. Um, so let, let me ask you because you weren't uh, you weren't available when we recorded after uh, uh, Big Ben went down. He, Correct. W- what do you think, based on your limited but obviously more medical knowledge than both me and Mung have? How, what do you think about that 
um procedure that he had to have like is is that gonna affect him do you think or I I think it's going to affect him, but he's not really a guy that, I mean, he's one of the more mobile quarterbacks, especially for how big he is. Um, Now we call him big Ben. He was about 70 pounds heavier when he was a rookie, more or less. That may be hyperbole, but it is what it is. But since he's not running downfield, he's not a wide receiver. He's not a running back. I don't really expect him to, I don't really expect that to hamper him as much. Um, The procedure he had usually will put like a running back out four to six weeks with, with some good, good, uh, good prognostication on recovery and return to return to basically full play. But Ben, you know, he he's actively mobile. The, he may decide to, you know, take some sacks here and there, but that's not really going to that's not really going to hurt his production from throwing the football in my opinion. Okay, so you think that he's going to potentially be back to just where he left off. Yeah, I I think maybe not this week, but in the next week I think he's I think he's going to be just fine. Okay, interesting. All right, so who do you take? Pittsburgh, absolutely. Yep. If Big Ben plays, definitely Pittsburgh. Yeah. If he doesn't, it could be more I, of a toss-up. I still think they're going to win, but it'll be much closer. Yeah, it's it, yeah, absolutely. Okay, next game. Next, NFC East. I think every game this week might be a... Uh, no, I've already gone through these games. I know this isn't the case. There's just a lot of divisional matchups this week. Um, New York Jets at Miami. Uh, Cleveland was exactly what the doctor ordered for for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, he should use Miami to get back to his old self. This game, he had two, 228 yards and a touchdown. Um, Forte, 25 carries for 82 yards and a touchdown. Tacking on two catches for 16 yards. He's an RB1 this week versus Miami, who does have a better run defense than a lot of people think, but I'm not worried whatsoever. Uh, Powell had minimal use, but made the most of it. He's, he's for me, a flex this week as well. Uh, Marshall and Inunua, I think we'll both be fine this game. Marshall's probably a wide receiver too at this point until he shows a better connection uh, with, with Ryan Fitzpatrick. But as, as Fitzpatrick improves, so will Marshall with him. Uh, Inunua's a wide receiver three. They're having similar targets, but Marshall has the talent. He has the trust in the red zone, and he gets a ton of targets in the red zone. He's just having a bit of the dropsies right now. He's not, I don't know if his hands just aren't working right now, but he's, he's a top talent. He's one of the best sure-handed wide receivers in the NFL. And he has been for the last decade. I think he's going to be a okay, just fine. Um, on the Miami side of the football, I don't think we've seen the resurrection. Uh, that said, start a Jai for right now while he's churning out 200 yard games, not expecting that again. Um, ride Landry till he dies. That's what he did. That's, that's what he does. He's going to keep catching footballs and he's going to be just fine. Um, I'm not looking towards Parker, not starting him in a flex. And of course I'm not starting Tannehill, but I think you all know that I would never start Ryan Tannehill. I'm curious what you think about the, um, the Miami backfield now that, um, that Arian Foster decided to retire. Yeah, I think this is Ajayi's uh, backfield from here on out. Uh, they they've had like five different guys back there. Four they they had they were rolling four of them back there while Foster was out. Uh, Damien Williams, uh, other guys. And that's that, that's you know, my question though. So who is the backup? Oh, who is the backup? Yeah, I think I mean, Williams I, I, is Jay's the backup obviously right going to be the he's he's the starter. Who yeah? Who, who's a change of pace? Because it it's extremely muddy after that. Or who's the potential handcuff to own? I mean. Let's say a Jay yeah. has another great game and, and it's a product of the system, not necessarily him, because I mean, we've kind of seen him. It, it might not be him. That's that great. Um, 
Yeah, absolutely. I get, I get what you're asking now. I think the answer is Damian Williams, but that said, I don't think he's ownable. I think this is a garbage team. I think he had two good weeks, and I think that's about all we're going to see. Um, I, if he gets hurt, I think it's going to be more of a committee thing with Williams just leading the two-headed backfield or three-headed backfield, and this team is not productive enough offensively for me to invest in something like that. Interesting. Do you think that this might be kind of the end of uh, Tannehill's career? Do you think Miami might go and try and scoop up another quarterback maybe? Because like the pieces eh. are there. They, they, have like, they have some decent pieces. I think, I think they, they kind of live and die with Tannehill right now. That's really a tough question to answer. I, I mean, I, I know he, it's has, not really, he comes know. from good Texas stock, you know, yeah. and living in Texas, I, I have to have a little bit of, I have to have a little bit of uh, sympathy for him, but yeah, I, I don't think it's the end just because there's so many bad quarterbacks that are starting in the NFL right now, right. like Brock Osweiler, uh, also in Texas right now. If, if he can lead a team, if Trevor Simeon could lead a team right now, I, I really don't think that they can afford. I mean, they're paying this guy, you know, money right now. I don't right. think they can afford to, to right. just move directly on from him. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. He had he had a few good years, and now just all crumbling, crumbling down on him. Hey, if teams are still paying Jay Cutler twenty plus million, then what? Are, then then well, why not Ryan Tannehill? That's what I was going to ask you. Is like it looks like this could be potentially the last year that the Bears keep Cutler. Do you think they take a chance on him in Miami? Oh, I mean that would be interesting. Uh, it, people mean, do it, love it, Jay Cutler. I I don't really know why. Happen. I used to know I why, mean, but I don't know why anymore. Adam Gase, he got some great years out of out of Cutler, a great year out of Cutler. And uh, mark know? this down, you may be onto something, my friend. I don't know. I'm I'm I've been kind of like looking for places for Cutler to go for a while now, and that uh, one makes a lot of sense. Yeah, some, somewhere to send him to. Maybe they, maybe we could trade him for. Nobody uh, wants to trade for uh, him. Devontae Parker. That sounds yeah. like something reasonable yeah. that Miami would do. It's not gonna happen, dude. <laughs> he's no, gonna be no, cut, and then he's happen. gonna get picked up. Not right. gonna, not gonna happen. Uh, go so green. Who, give me the Jets. So who do you take? Oh, you're taking the Jets. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Jets too. All right. I'm well, we're, you, like, we're really diverse on here on the Fantasy Football Addicts I mean, podcast. Is... Or maybe you just realize the 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 superior brain power that that's on the show right now. I think oh, we've yeah. collectively, but by kicking him off this week, we've collectively raised the IQ by an average 17 points. Poss- you know what actually is kind of funny about this is I decided to defect on Mung for one game when we did this uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was the, uh, the Seahawks and the Cardinals. Uh-huh. And uh, I believe I, I, I said I'm just going to take the other side because it can go either way, but I was very close to just kind of messing with him and saying, like, oh, right. it's going to be a tie. And I like, mm-hmm. feel like an idiot for not saying that now. Yeah, because it, it yeah. totally you, you should you should have <laughs> stuck stuck to your guns. Now the other the other thing that's interesting with these pickums is I'm sure the addicts have noticed that we just sort of pick these games, but we've never actually reported or tallied on them. That is very strategic on Mung's part because I am crushing him. Oh really? <laughs> oh, you, it's so it's how not do you know close. If you don't tally it. I, I, we should. Somebody should. Somebody, somebody ought to. Like if you know, we had we a producer or something. someone who something. actually listens to this to just tally it because I'm too lazy to do it myself. <laughs> if only we had a super producer. Yeah, I know, right? Today All right, Dallas and Cleveland. 
So Dak had a, had a difficult beginning to his outing versus Philadelphia. Um, he put it all together in the fourth quarter, and as he worked Beasley back into the game, he really got away from working uh, the balls towards Beasley and Witten. Um, that said, uh, he was forcing the ball to Dez, four, 14 targets, four catches on them, though, for 133 yards and a touchdown. So, so it did work, but they were pressing a little too much. Um, Dak really looked much better in rhythm in the fourth quarter and, and overtime when, when he spread the ball around, got it to Beasley, and ended up winning the game. Um, Zeke is a workhouse running back and a great matchup here at Cleveland. He had another 150 yards from scrimmage versus Philadelphia. Um, I still like Beasley. As of right now, Butler and Williams are not ownable. Uh, Witten is, of course, a uh, touchdown-dependent tight end which he had two catches, one touchdown this game. Uh, he would have had basically nothing if they if this game didn't go to overtime, though. Uh, on a quick note, there have been rumors of potential suspension for Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I'm not necessarily worried about them too much. Uh, this is a different situation from Josh Brown, and, and Josh Brown is really the catalyst for the reopening and talking of this whole issue. <clears throat> Josh Brown, of course, the kicker from uh, New York who, who was suspended. In Zeke's case, multiple police investigations have cleared him of wrongdoing at this point. The NFL can independently suspend him. I don't see it happening right now without a shocking development. That said, if you're in a deep league or a, or a shallow league with deep benches and you're an Ezekiel Elliott owner, I don't think you can afford to not have Alfred Morris on your team. Um, now, that said, don't go dropping anybody crazy for him. Don't go don't go dropping any high-value players. Um, but if you if you do have a bench spot, or even if you're not an Ezekiel Elliott owner and you're, you know, one of those two and five teams or two and six teams, yeah, two and six teams or something, uh, I, I think a prospective ad right now would be El Morris just on the off chance that something, you know, bad does does happen to uh, happen for Ezekiel Elliott's there's, career. There's That's no just chance. my two cents on that. There's no chance they suspend him. He's like the no, new I, face of the NFL. Like he is like the next generation. Like they're uh, they're not going to do that. Not not unless there's like unless there's like real like like actual evidence and it's really bad they're not going to do a thing and um, i completely agree Fuhrer Goodell, or uh, roger goodell <laughs> little i'm sorry about they're that they're going to try to sweep this uh, under the rug as fast as they can little freudian slip uh, roger goodell <laughs> I, is that's you just explained Roger Goodell's state of mind there. And Jerry Jones is, of course, the man who called uh, Greg Hardy a team leader right. and a uh, man to be looked up to. So I don't think the Dallas Cowboys are going to internally suspend him either. Right. And, you know, it's a it's still a good idea to own Alf Morris. Like, if you yeah. have Zeke, oh, you probably he, want He's been him. very productive in, in those uh, plays that he gets in. He has, he has still, what, at I least mean, four touchdowns. This, I, I guess this isn't really a reason to go and pick him up if you don't own him. But if you do have Zeke and you don't have him on your bench, you should probably just have him on your bench because he's i mean are you going to give up those points to somebody else it's it's stupid no you don't want to do that it's like, a Le'Veon bell d'angelo williams it's it's right. uh, derrick henry to to uh, demarco murray of course so uh, let me ask you about dak and yes. the impending return of tony romo what what happens Living here in Dallas, I, I feel like I have a bit of a finger on the pulse of what, what the people want in Texas. And the people are happy with Dak. That said, watching this last game, I think Tony Romo would have would have demolished Philadelphia if he were healthy. He would have picked apart that secondary. He is definitely the better quarterback right now. Um, would he have been able to scramble and get away some of those on some of those plays that Dak did? No, absolutely not. But he Romo is still a good quarterback, and I think he is still the leader on this team, both 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 emotionally and from a football standpoint. Um, this is his team, and Jerry Jones is not the sort of guy that's going to go away from Tony Romo just yet. Is that good for Dak Prescott? 
I think it is actually. I think that's probably good for him to to cool out a little bit, not get overexposed because I think he did get a little exposed early in this game. He threw his first interception, did not look awful by any, by any stretch of the imagination, but you don't want to, especially when you have a playoff chance, you know, a chance with a playoff team, Tony Romo is your playoff quarterback. There's no, there's no question about that. Right. I do agree with you that, I mean, it, it looks to be like Dallas is going to be in the playoffs this year. Um, I'll agree with you there, but at the same time, I'll play devil's advocate and say, do you really want to stop the momentum that he has right now? You, you don't want to, and that's that's an excellent point. I say give him Cleveland, see how Romo's healing up, make sure that he can still crush Cleveland, and then go go forward from there. So do we pick up Romo, potentially? You know, quarterback's so deep right now that I wouldn't waste a spot just yet. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, on the... On the Cleveland side of the football, speaking of another quarterback who's played well, who uh, who I wouldn't waste a roster spot on just yet unless you're desperate, um, I, I don't really know how McCown is as good as he is. He should be fine against the Dallas defense, but I'm not rushing to strut him out there or anything like that. Um, start prior. He's rolling. He's a solid wide receiver, too. He might even be a low-end wide receiver one right now. Everything has broken this guy's way. Um Going into the season, I had no interest in him. Corey Colbin, of course, was healthy. We thought Josh Gordon was coming back. Uh, we thought Duke Johnson would be more effective in the in the passing game. But everything has broke for uh, everything's coming up prior, you know, like everything's coming up Will, Millhouse, and he's and he's a low end wide receiver one right now um, against Dallas. The Cleveland Browns are going to need to throw the ball to keep up with them. So Cle- uh, so Duke should get a good amount of work. And I think Crow should be fine. He's had either good yardage or a touchdown virtually every week of the season. Um, there's no other real reliable enough pass catching options for me. Barnage maybe with McCown out there if you're if you're looking for a tight end, especially in this 16 by week, a number of tight ends that are that are usually starters for you are not playing this week. So Barnage may be a guy to look at this week. Barnes should be better now that McCown's back, too. Absolutely. Interesting, too, with Crowell as well. I mean, I, think, I feel like every week we, we go and say, oh, he's a flex play. Oh, he's like a low-end RB2. But I think he might be like a legit like mid-RB2 at this point. And I think you're absolutely right, especially this week with six teams on by and all of the running back injuries that are going on. It's crazy. Right. I mean, he's actually been... And it's odd that that he is consistent, considering he has been. I mean, his career has just been inconsistent. Very inconsistent. Undrafted free agent three years ago. And all of a sudden, he's on the worst team. Some guys just make it work two years ago. Sorry. Right. He's on the worst team in the league, and he's putting up some consistent numbers. I mean, he's. If you drafted him in the tenth round, like I was saying, like is a good area. I don't know. I don't. I don't get to speak during those uh, those podcasts, but I'd say if you get (laughs) Carell in the tenth round, you take him immediately. Even actually, yeah. yeah, the tenth round. That's what I was targeting him. I didn't get him, but you know that's a say love right there. Say love it. You know right? you win some, you lose some in that case. Right. And I mean that that does that does go to speak for this Cleveland offense. The Cleveland offense, when McCown's in there, has looked pretty darn good. As a matter of fact, um, if their if their defense wasn't so terrible, they probably wouldn't be zero and eight. And that's probably part of why they just traded for Jamie Collins. Right. Well, I mean, it was just uh, they just had a couple players on the trade block. I mean, I'm, I believe they have Josh Gordon on the trade block. I don't know who's going to bite on that. And then they also have um, what's his name? Um, they're uh, uh, Hayden is also on the Calvin? trade block. Oh, Joe Hayden. Yeah. Yeah. They said they, this was like yesterday. I saw reports on this. It's like 
Like, I, I was actually kind of perplexed that they traded today, um, and they're like, oh, Joe Hayden's on the trade block, and then they trade for, you know, another good defensive player. It's like, what are you guys trying to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, are yeah, you trying I to get I mean, worse certain, or get they're better? certainly not trying to save money yeah. because they're, Jamie Collins is going to – uh, going to cost a very, very hefty price tag. Um, I was shocked, really, that the Patriots let him go because I thought that even if they cut him, even if they let him go, another team would sign him. They, they traded him for a conditional third, and he's the sort of player that you're going to get a conditional third um, pick anyways when you're not able to re-sign him. That's just way, the way the NFL draft works. So New England must know. I mean, New England always knows they, something that gonna, nobody was, else knows. I was about to Maybe. say, like, he's going to, like – completely drop off his production and turns out he was like a system player or something. And, and that's just, what's going to, and, and of course it's going to be the Browns that are the recipient of this, you know, right. they're, they're, of course it's another yeah. stroke of every time, every time the, the Browns just thought, you know, the, the Patriots just picked up Barkevius Mingo. So maybe, maybe the, the Pats are just looking at it as a, as an even trade. Who knows? Right. Who knows? Okay. So, yeah. um, do I even ask who you take? Oh yeah. Uh, Cleveland. Cause they rock agreed. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. The Cleveland, every, all the other Cleveland teams are doing too well. So, uh, the, the, uh, the Browns oh will God. go 0 16 this year. They should wait. Did they, they, they haven't should. won a game. Have they, they are 0 and 8 right now. Oh man. Okay. All right. It's next not game. a good look. Next game. Uh, Jacksonville in Kansas city. Um, Bortles looked abysmal. He avoided interceptions, but, and, and made up for it in garbage time, but he looked awful. He looked almost as bad as Brock Osweiler throwing he's, the football he's the around garbage the field. Time MVP this year. Yeah. Oh, he he's, he's, and that's what he was last year. You know, a lot of people thought he wouldn't be. I, I thought he'd be just fine. He, he is garbage time MVP. Now Blake Bortles is flying in uh, a quarterback whisper. Um, the guy's name I can't think of right now, but he's flying in the quarter, a quarterback whisperer into Jacksonville to teach him how to throw a football. It's not Tretzman, um, is it? <laughs> is it what? Sorry, it's who? not. It's not Tretzman, is it? No, no, it's not. It's not Tretzman. It's uh, let me let me pull the guy's name up. I I was just reading about it. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, John, I mean, nope, Tretzman's looking for name. a job. Pardon? Tretzman is looking for a job. That's something he can do. He, he is looking for a job, absolutely. But this isn't for a coaching gig. This is like a personal life coach. It's it's right. it's pretty and, darn funny. And that's that's um, where it's at for Tretzman. Well, now. I can't I can't find the guy's name, and I don't want to waste any I don't want to waste any more time on it. But I mean, it might just be what he needs. Um, nothing was done on the ground versus Tennessee. Twenty six yards from seven combined carries between Yeldon and Ivory. Uh, you can't start any of these. As you, you definitely can't start Ivory as a reliable running back, especially against Kansas City. Maybe Yeldon because at least he had four catches for thirty six receiving yards. I expect very similar production against Kansas City again this week. Um, the Bortles and uh, Allen. Robinson connection is looking like a worse and worse version of Winston to Evans. Um, at least there's a billion targets available, but a Rob is a low end wide receiver too, for me right now, which really hurts is, is uh, in one of my leagues. I took him at the back end of the first round, really, really sort of cutting me deep, right? Right. And right in my heart doesn't feel good, but it's okay. Um, until they show a better connection, he's nothing better than a low end wide receiver too. Uh, Hearns is even a usable flex this week uh, because of the poor connection, poor, poor output from uh, Allen Robinson. Hearns has reestablished his use as, as a weekly sort of flex uh, Julius Thomas. If he wasn't already known as one, he's definitely just a touchdown dependent tight end. Um, nothing more to see here. Uh, you're rolling the dice with this offense anytime you trot out anybody on this team. 
Um, on the Kansas City side, uh, Smith went down uh, in the game. First time for, I believe, uh, he cut his ear open. And then the second time, the initial report was that it was concussion protocol. But now Kansas City is doubling down and saying Alex Smith is not in concussion protocol. But since he was pulled twice from the game, he had to sit, quote unquote, because of suspected possible maybe concussion head damage. I don't know what sort of stuff they're trying to throw at us. I, I just I, I don't know what to believe. And I don't really think it matters for this team's outlook. Um, if Hull starts, I don't think it hurts any of these receivers. I think maybe even the opposite. Maybe Macklin gets a couple more looks. Um I just want to see where this goes with Charles and where, uh, where their health is going into this week. Um, where it has been officially ruled out. Charles has not been officially ruled out yet, but I'm, if I was a betting man, which just getting back from Vegas, we know I'm definitely a betting man. I would, I would bet the house that Charles is not playing this week. West shark Hendricks West is the, uh, is the ad here. Um, they, they may start to regret sending Niall Davis to green Bay. Or they might not, since since Green Bay has already cut him. Uh, amazingly enough, um, what do you think? He's is the go- st- well, sorry, what, go what ahead. do you think is going on here with Charles? Because his like, knee, yeah, so his I, knee no, flared back up. He had the meniscal repair, and then uh, he had fluid fluid on the knee, and that's never a good sign. That could be a sign of re-injury or uh, just a poor ta- poorly taken surgery. It's it's not a good sign, and I think it's going to be weeks and weeks, which is really unfortunate for one of my dynasty leagues. I'm just getting crushed this year on do running you, backs. Do you think they cut Charles at the end of the year and roll with where? No, I don't think so. Charles Charles is too. Charles is too talented and he he's I, I, I don't think that that's really a decision going forward. If you cut Jamal Charles, he's the kind of guy that's going to make you pay for it. Um, he's going to sign on to a new team and he's going to be a workhorse running back. He's he's too good not to be. Um, I know he's nearing the end of his career, but he's I mean, this is at the very least saving tread on his tires. I mean, I, honestly, just look at Arian Foster. Do you think do you think Charles it's similar with him, you know, come come next year where he's like. You know, he tries, he tries to come back, you know, he tries for a couple games and then he re-injures himself again. And then all of a sudden he's like, all right, I'm done. I actually think these are two separate things because Arian Foster's injuries have mostly been of the soft tissue variety. Something about his body type, his genetic makeup has just made him more prone to those soft tissue uh, muscle pulls and tears. Whereas this injury with Charles is a mechanical damage to the ligament or to the, uh, to the meniscus. Um, Whereas this is something that can heal, can heal appropriately over time and should be just as strong as it was before. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, if Foles yeah. plays, I like Kelsey and Macklin more this week than if Smith plays, but that's really all there is to say about that. Uh, give me Kansas City, and I'm not very confident about that. Really? I take Kansas mm-hmm. City with confidence. Yeah, I think it's going to be a closer one. Uh, Jacksonville's due for a for a for a, for a solid Kansas City. Output. It's gonna it's gonna be a low scoring game. Kansas City's defense is gonna take over, and uh, they'll they'll get they'll get something they'll get something going kelsey and macklin are too good for for them to not have any kind of offense at all you know well i hope you're right because they're likely my survivor pick for the week okay interesting yeah well you know when you when you get when you get to week nine you've run out of teams right and you know it's actually kind of shocking that you are still in the survivor pool with the kind of year that we've been having well, yeah, it's it's truly amazing. I, I was in a uh, double elimination, mm-hmm. and of all teams to to get me, uh, P- Pittsburgh lost to Miami for right. my first uh, for my first strike, which I'm sure 
I say, I share that story with probably probably sixty five percent of America. Yep. Okay, next game. Next game. <laughs> All right. Here at, we go. We're actually doing quite well right now in t- in terms of time. You are. We are. We're doing a great time. We're doing a great job. You and I. Oh, we well, kick absolutely. Out. Was there was there any was this ever in doubt? Was there a <laughs> shadow of a doubt to quote the great one? Um, no, actually. I didn't think so. <laughs> All right. Uh, back to the uh, NFC East, Philadelphia in New York, uh, in the Meadowlands against the Giants. Um, Wentz was not or was solid, but not great versus Dallas. The real story for me here is that uh, Sproles has completely supplanted Ryan Matthews as the running back. Um, sorry, as the go to running back for Philadelphia. He's the more trusted runner at this point, and he's always been the more dynamic receiver out of the backfield. Um, Jordan Matthews is the only wide receiver for me to start for now, but they are trying their best to make Doriel Green Beckham a, a weapon, um, feeding him balls. If he if he uh, hit a red zone target, which he just dropped, he, he had it in both his hands, just fell down. Um, he's big enough, athletic enough. If he made that catch, I think he probably could have broken through the defender who was right on him and scored a touchdown there. He didn't catch it, so who knows what would have actually happened. Um, Zach Ertz is droppable at this point. I thought for sure Carson Wentz. You know, I, I say it all the time, the best friend of a young quarterback is his tight end. But uh, I, I think uh, Ertz must have uh, broke up with Wentz's sister or something like that because they are not best friends for sure. Uh, his four targets this game were has been like the most targets in, in the past five weeks. Granted, he didn't play for three of them due to his rib injury, but he should be getting more targets than this. It's such a dynamic young uh, athletic weapon yeah i feel like Ertz has been kind of a disappointment for a few years now though he's never been consistent everyone had real high hopes with him like with this eagles offense because what i mean what is this his third year probably i think fourth third or okay it's his fourth year okay yeah um yeah i mean at this point he needs he should be getting more targets he's supposed to be a receiving threat but like he's he he really should be he should be he should be like kelsey or gronk or something but he's not (laughs) But he is not. That's why. That's why we say he should be like Kelsey, or or why why we say he should be like Gronk, and not why he is Gronk. Definitely. Right. right. That's very upsetting for that team. 13, 14, 15. Yeah, this is his fourth year. Darn, dang, wow. I am good. Good, good call. Good call. Mungbo gotten that right. No, for sure not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the Giants' side of the ball, Eli has looked like crap um i don't love any i I don't love any of these uh running backs either jennings is now healthy enough to be the guy um with rainy in on passing downs filling in the vereen role he's not as dynamic as vereen so expect them to lean a little more on jennings um i really don't love him anyways uh start odell beckham jr and shepherd of course they're very very talented they they can hide manning's flaws as best they can um and i'm not touching any of these tight ends um for some reason i jotted down giants when i very much to write Philadelphia winning this game. Can we talk about Manning? Because he has arguably the best receiver in the game mm-hmm. to throw to, and he's still been incredibly disappointing. I mean, look what Matt Ryan's doing. No one yeah. thought he was going to have a good year, and then all of a sudden, well, I mean, not really all of a sudden, but I mean, Julio Jones is another arguably the best receiver in the league, and he, mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, I mean, was leading the league in yards for the first few weeks. Yeah, and, and, the, still, and one other difference there. here is Matt Ryan is doing this while having some games where he has Jones catch one ball or three balls or something, and Matt Ryan's still racking up yardage and touchdowns. Um, Eli Manning 
throughout his career, he's been a spotty quarterback. He's had, uh, about four seasons ago. He was not ownable. He wasn't startable. Um, I think E-Man may just be down being the only Manning out there. There's more pressure on him. Archie's really watching him every game, whereas before we all know, he was really only just watching Peyton until it was Super Bowl time. <laughs> That's so now now it's Peyton and Archie watching Eli and Peyton being upset that he can't <laughs> exactly. come over and watch a game with him in order Papa John's. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They're just uh, ordering Papa John's sitting on it, sitting on a sitting on a gold mine of money yeah, and endorsements. Like... <laughs> uh, their chicken parm, it tastes so good and all that stuff. You know, they're 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 doing great. Right. Yeah. Eli's just I mean, I, I thought he was going to be a top five like quarterback this year and. Yeah, I dropped him in one of my redraft leagues. Unfortunately, I still own him in a dynasty league, but I've I've no other choice. It's just yeah. it's sad. What are you gonna do? Drop him and then add Alex Smith or something? There's no one to add. There's no one who could. He he still has upside though, and that's the thing. It's like you you just can't, you know, you can't get rid of him if there's no other like better option. No, surrounded just, by those weapons, you, yeah. you absolutely can't. And he's got Paul Perkins, who's going to be, you know, he's a rookie this year. Give him till next season, maybe the season after. But I, he's he, he in college was one of those better running backs who should be able to uh, elevate this offense further. Right. So, oh, you're taking Philadelphia. I am too. Yes. All right. Yeah, Good. You're a smart man. agree on every game. I, hey, you know, it may be boring, but it's also effective. Actually, this next game might, might be interesting. Uh, yeah, it might be interesting. Um, I also might eat a boatload of paint chips in the next hour. Anything could happen in this world. <laughs> Carolina at LA, um, your 2 p.m. Uh, start kicking off your 2 p.m. Eastern games. Um, Carolina owned Arizona. Jonathan Stewart is a stud running back one. Now that they've gotten away from putting Cam Newton in danger. Uh, Cam Newton, I don't know if you saw the presser after the game. Cam Newton is a man who's scared. Uh, you know, he used to just be dabbing, having a good time. He's not even having fun anymore. He's he's fearing for his life. I saw a report that he wants to personally speak with Goodell about how he's been. That's what that's what he said. Handled, he stood yeah. up there in his in his salmon coat and his and his stupid Pharrell hat, and he said, "I'm going to personally talk to Roger Goodell about this." I hope he does. I I hope he does too. And he'll probably get suspended because that's what uh, that that's what uh, Hirohito Goodell will do to players that uh, that question his reign. Uh, I mean, but yeah, uh, there's not since, too much to talk the, about in this game. Pardon? There's not too much to talk about for this game. No, I mean, uh, the only thing the only thing of note is that I do think Stewart is a stud running back one in a standard, and I think he might even be on the brink of running back one in a PPR now. They are not having Cam Newton run uh, run it in the goal line. They're not even having Tolbert in the game. Um, I thought for sure that that uh, that role would stick with him, but they've been using Stewart very effectively on the goal line, and this can be a dynamic offense at times with uh, with Calvin Benjamin and Cam Newton, of course, being able to move the ball very effectively. Uh, get on the goal line, keep Stewart in, and that's really been the only hole in Stewart's game is that they take him out um, for the close uh, close range touchdowns. Now that they're not, he's a very good running back. Um, if his owner hasn't noticed, which undoubtedly uh, he or she has, um, he's he's a by or he's a you know he's he's a candidate to to acquire if his owner's looking to sell him. I I mean they'd have to be crazy to at this point, but maybe they haven't noticed. Yeah, Stewart's always been, at least to me, he's been like the he's been essentially drafted to the wrong team. If he were yeah. on any other team, he would we, we he would be in the RB one discussion almost every year. You know, he'd be Absolutely. a low end RB one almost 
every day every year he'd be like a second round pick he was a phenomenal running back in college uh, came into the nfl and had d'angelo williams ahead of him on the depth chart what do you do there <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah all right, so uh, for L.A., uh, Gurley's the workhouse running back, too. Nothing more for me to contribute here. Carolina's defense was bad. It's looking better, and there's no reason for them to look very good against Case Keenum, who two weeks ago threw four interceptions. Yeah, I mean, he had that one good game. What was that, two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. And that's uh, that's it. <laughs> no, no, it was it was three weeks ago. He oh, followed that up with the four intercept. Or oh, maybe that, I'm mixing maybe I'm mixing them up. I, I the thing is I don't remember. I think you might be yeah. right though. He had like and, and and then everyone like jumped on. Let's see, everyone grabbed Tavon Austin that week, and then like, exactly what, you know <laughs> what's gonna yeah, happen. It, Gurley's the only we'll playable see, we'll, playable. Their defense is playable too. Uh, the it. LA defense I do like absolutely. Yeah. Um, but Carolina, while they've been bad. They limited David Johnson's David Johnson to 24 rushing yards this past week. You know. Oh wow! I didn't realize that. Oh yeah. That could they, just be they a product. Were, they of, were solid, of the game but Arizona was garbage. Arizona did not play well that game. I mean, they had uh, um, Carson Palmer lost a fumble like right away. And First then, play, and then it was downhill from there. <laughs> it was all downhill from there. So all right, look, look for take? the boys in blue to uh, to roll the Rams. I think so too, but I think it's going to be a closer game than you think because LA is that kind of team that out of nowhere, they can just have like a very close game. I, I, I don't understand it with them. Any given Sunday, right? Yeah. No, but they're like, they, they are the epitome of any given Sunday this year. Yep. And actually they kind of have been the past few years. If you think about it. That's true. That's true. Uh, with Jeff Fisher at the helm yeah, last year, just, I mean, I don't, he's, he was he, they they beat Seattle twice last right, year. They, they upset Seattle. They, I think didn't they beat the Cardinals last year too? They did. They did yeah, that. It's just like in they, week, they beat I think all these great teams. It was like late season. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. They're an anomaly. They um, are an anomaly. They just need I, I Jared would, Goff to uh, to learn how to read so that he can get on the field and learn. play quarterback for him. <laughs> I'll also take Carolina in this one, but I think it's going to be a close game. All right. All right. Take the under. You heard it here first. All right. Next game. All right. Oh, New Orleans uh, driving into San Francisco, probably flying in. That would be, that'd be a heck of a drive. Um, Breeze on the road. Of course, we know how Breeze can perform on the road, but I think he should be absolutely fine versus San Francisco. You're, of course, starting him regardless. Start Cooks, start Snead. I'd even consider Michael Thomas in a daily league. Um, there's not enough. There's usually not enough work to go around to make three receivers uh, effective, but I, I would give him a look in a, in a daily where you're not committing that much to him. Um, story of this game was it, Mark Ingram was benched after three carries and a fumble. I really didn't think it was a bad fumble. He, he had the ball. He was he was still moving the pile forward. Um, and then after being held up for what felt like a decade, it was probably about four to four to six seconds. But after holding that ball up, um, he finally had it pried loose from his hands by about four different guys. And he didn't see the field after that. Um, I, I don't I don't agree with that. That entire move. It just seems very disrespectful. It's going to really hurt his confidence. Like if they act because I mean, they're stuck with him for the rest of the year and he is a yeah. lot better than Hightower. I'm sorry. Hightower got. By the way, why did he get so many carries? He got way more no than Ingram idea. ever got this year. And Ingram is far and away a better running back. I just don't understand what what, what Sean Payton's doing here. It makes no sense. 
Yeah, 26 and, carries for 102 yards. I don't think Mark Ingram topped 25 carries at all this season. I don't, I don't even think, think he, he topped, topped 20 carries, carries this season. I don't think he topped 15. Yeah, really he, he may not have. I don't know what Peyton does there with, with running backs. I think he just really is confused, just really misses Pierre Garçon and Darren Sproles. He's sad, he's lonely, he's cold, and he's taking it out on Mark Ingram. And it's really not fair. Ingram was my number three running back going into the season, so right. I'm feeling the hurt just as much as anybody else, just as much as Mark Ingram is, darn it. I mean, um, uh, he, look at Hightower, though. How many goal line carries did he get and he didn't convert one of them? I think he got like five. Zero touchdowns. Yeah. Like, I, I, you got to get at least one. I mean, Ingram would have gotten at least one. I, I, don't think they're, I don't think they're giving up on him. I think they're just kind of sending a message like, don't do that again. Or, or, or this benching will be for real. I think, he, I think he plays against San Francisco, and I think he has a good week. I think he's going to play. The coaching staff has already come out and said, however, that because of uh, Hightower's quote-unquote um, Oh, that wasn't the quote part. It was, quote unquote, that he definitely earned more work going forward. So they allegedly are going to be using a committee. Um, you need to own Hightower if you're an Ingram owner or if you're not. Hightower needs to be owned in a league. He's going to be getting uh, a good spread of this work. And in this offense, which scores so many darn points, you can't you can't afford to just let that sit in your free agency. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I don't I, I mean, I would. Yeah handcuff him i don't know if i if i didn't own ingram if i would go out and get him i mean in in one league where i'm really hurting at running back i'm actually hoping to to get hightower to start him this week um i don't love it but i think it's the right play it's a good matchup so like if they you know what if if it is a committee it, it it's very possible that both ingram and hightower have a pretty decent day maybe like flex play days but yeah yeah, this is this is this is That's a very deep league. Play. It's a it's a it's a fourteen team two flex. So so only oh, in the wow. deepest okay. league where I, would I consider starting. Oh him. yeah, you should definitely pick him up then. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, San Francisco. Uh, some interesting <laughs> options here versus New Orleans. Height is of course a running back one for me. Um, Curly and Tory Smith are both sort of interesting cheap daily ideas. Uh, never forget. Never forget how bad the New Orleans defense is, but also uh, do remember how not great Colin Kaepernick has looked uh, since he got the starting gig. There's nothing else to talk about here. <laughs> no, that, that's it. Uh, give me New Who Orleans on the road. Duh, um, New Orleans. Yeah. Tennessee uh, versus San Diego. Tennessee put up points in bunches on Jacksonville. The San Diego defense is not formidable. But again, uh, wide re right receiver production is very spotty for Tennessee. Um, they will need to put up points versus San Diego, but to whom? Uh, my money's on uh, Delaney Walker for a touchdown this week. Uh, Andre Johnson, likely future Hall of Famer Andre Johnson, just retired, which opens up the field a bit for Tajay Sharp a little more, but I'm still not rushing to add him. I really haven't uh, touted him much this season at all. Not really, not really loving his uh, plotting uh, plotting down the field sort of uh, possession receiver uh, situation on this offense who runs the ball just a billion times a game. Uh, Murray had 21 carries for 123 touchdowns. 
123 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> That's quite a few touchdowns for one game. Uh, Derrick Henry finally got some work in. 16 carries, 60 yards and a touchdown, and added four carry, uh, four catches for 37 yards. I'd like to see one more week out of him, and and then maybe unleash him Week 10 versus Green Bay. That would feel really good to me. Would that feel good to you? I really think that this is Murray's team still. I don't think Henry's yeah. going to eat into his carries. I think he's still going to be very productive. He he hasn't given anybody a reason to to pull him yet yeah that's it that's exactly i i'm in complete agreement um don't start henry this week but if he but if he does repeat this then i mean to you know fool me once shame on me fool me twice shame on me or something uh third time's a charm put him in and have him kick green bay's booty i mean that'd be that'd be great i love when green bay loses but I don't That's, know. Yeah. I, I don't it's, think it's my I mean, favorite. Actually, I like it more than the Bears. Uh, I think. I think. I think this year is not Henry's year. He's certainly a capable running back, but uh, it's just not. Murray's been playing too well. Right. The only just, reason I consider it is just because of the uh, the depth, uh, the the loss of depth at, at running back in the league this year, and right. just so many, so many. Uh, so many injuries. You, yeah, I mean, people like, are. I, I know. I'm scrambling in two leagues at running back every week. That's a QB one lotto ticket right there. For some reason, Murray has more than just uh, uh, like a turf toe or stub toe or whatever, whatever his problem mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And, and that might happen. Um, you know, the, the Murray boys like hurting their toes. That's just what's going to happen. But, uh, Latavius the, the, finally healed, yeah, right. finally back on the field. But we'll talk about him later. Well, um, the thing is, though, actually, I, I want to just point out that the Tennessee offensive line has been surprisingly good this year. I don't think anybody Very. expected that team. They might have the second best offensive line in the league. Yeah, I mean, I'm not good at grading them out, but you're absolutely right. The running produ- the running back production on this team has been phenomenal. Um, somebody might have thought that Buffalo was doing well up there, but I think this week uh, really showed us that that wasn't necessarily the case and that uh, LaShawn McCoy just is that darn good. I think LaShawn McCoy, ah, LaShawn McCoy, LaShawn McCoy is just LaShawn that McCoy. But, but I, I feel like this is part of why Murray is doing so well. Is like it, it, he feels more at home like he did... When when he was on Dallas and he had that's such a great line, you know, it lets him actually operate the way that he is best at. And that's what Philadelphia just didn't know how to do. Well, he was hugely mismanaged last year in oh Philadelphia, not getting a bulk of the carries. And then it seemed like every carry he had was like a handoff outside sweep. And that's just not De- that's just right. not DeMarco Murray. No, they really figured it out. That was a great trade for Tennessee. Oh, definitely. All right. San Diego. Yes, uh, they lost to Denver because Denver because of Denver's defense uh, in a sloppy multi-turnover game. Um, Rivers is going to get back on track here versus Tennessee. Tennessee's a good defense, but they are not Denver's defense. Um, it's really hard to take anything from a Denver game because that defense is just so good. Uh, my gut just says to keep rolling with Benjamin Williams and, and Hunter Henry. If they're healthy, uh, monitor tra- both Travis Benjamin and Hunter Henry, who were banged up coming out of that game. Um, Melvin Gordon is still the only running back of note uh, on San Diego. He has good production as expected versus Denver, whose weak point is against running backs, um, except he had no touch, uh, no touchdown. Uh, Tennessee's strength of their defense is against stopping uh, running backs, so I would fade him back into a running back two sort of slot this week. Not that that means you're not starting him. You probably don't have better options uh, given how this uh, season has been shaking out. What do you take in this game? San Diego. Really? I'm gonna say I, I, I do. I think Rivers is going to get back on track, chuck the ball around. Um, 
and they've they've got to win sometimes you know this is in san diego they've they've coughed up games in the fourth quarter so many times probabilities uh you know probabilities dictate that they've they're bound to win sometime i think this is one of the more evenly matched games of this week Mm -hmm. but i'm I'm gonna take tennessee i think they edge them out just a little bit their defense is better i think they're they're gonna put it together i think murray's gonna have another big week um it'll be a good game i hope so uh the more teams that have more wins than the bears do the better draft pick the bears have so that's great right now the bears are up they're up by three Want to point that out, oh, boy? To Minnesota. I did think that this was a trap game going into uh, going into Survivor. I avoided the Bears at Monday night at home versus Minnesota just because. I mean, Bradford, you know, he he's he's liable to throw you know two pick sixes any given game. It could happen. I mean, but, we can talk know, about we'll this, see what happens. We can talk about this later too. But the Bears defense has been—they've been quietly a decent defense. At surprisingly effective not, despite, despite losing like every starter right and their starters are kind of slowly starting to come back to come back and they're putting it together yeah um it's something we haven't been accustomed to in chicago for the past like five years right all right let's stay on track let's stay on track yes let's do it uh indianapolis goes into uh into the frozen tundra of, of green bay uh lambeau field luck continues to not impress me he should have been better um, but he should have a better week versus Green Bay secondary. Moncrief is back. Uh, Hilton came out in the game um, with a little hamstring pull. Uh, he only missed one series. He did come back in, but I would still monitor his progress. I wouldn't just lock him in. Hamstring pulls can linger. They can they can hamper you for a bit. So uh, it'd be great if Philip Dorsett would show us a glimmer of some semblance of a breakout so that we could back T.Y. Hilton up with somebody. But He's not that good. Um, it's it's unfortunate, but he just really isn't a wasted first round pick at this point in his career. It's too bad. Um, Frank Gore was held in check on the ground, but he scored on a very nice 18 yard t- uh, catch and run touchdown. He's going to be fine this week versus Green Bay. Minecraft's a wide receiver too for me for this game. Um, monitor Hilton, like I said. Start Doyle if you're desperate, which you might be with six tight ends on a bye. But I'm not impressed at this point. Um, on the Green Bay side of the football, Rogers got the pass game rolling with no ro- no notable running backs on the team. Um, Davis is just not very good, as we saw. He's cut already. Um, if you want one of them before Starks uh, comes back, I think Don Jackson is probably the guy to play and. I, I actually wrote that before I know Davis was cut. So, hey, look at me. I'm pretty darn smart. <laughs> Jordy Nelson was inefficient but effective in this game. Uh, four catches on nine targets with 94 yards and a touchdown. Um, he's still making his owners happy because he's still putting in those touchdowns. Other than last week, that one catch, uh, nine-yard nine game, which in some leagues does translate to a goose egg of points. Um was I right about Devontae Adams or was I right about Devontae Adams? Uh, he filled into the Montgomery role in his sudden absence due to illness. Uh, Montgomery's absence was due to <clears throat> the aforementioned uh, elusive sickle cell trait um, flaring up on him. Go back uh, to, I believe it was the week uh, five. Uh, no, it was the week six podcast. If you want to learn about sickle cell trait um, in regards to Tevin Coleman, did not affect Tevin Coleman did affect Ty Montgomery. Something to consider in dynasty leagues going forward and every week going forward um, in case they play in any uh, games with high altitude. Uh, monitor all injury reports for this team heading into this week. Um, if Montgomery plays, he slides back into a low-end wide receiver one for me this week uh, versus an Indianapolis because he will slide right back into his role um, as basically a part-time running back, part-time wide receiver. Um, I like Green Bay versus Andrew Luck. 
So let me ask you, like now, sure. so Green Bay will continue to get healthier. Cobb will come back. Um, you said, uh, um, what's his name? Montgomery. No, no, Starks will come back. Starks. Who is out of the two, out of these two? Because I don't think there's enough room for everybody. Out of Montgomery and Adams, who is the one to own? So I think I think it's gonna be. Whew. It's a good question. For me, it's still Montgomery. Yeah. Is it okay? Because like I mean, I I feel like Adams is higher. Like when it comes to his true position, Adams is higher on the depth chart than Montgomery. But Montgomery, the right now he has upside because he can play running back. But once he shifts back in and he's more like and it's really the Stark show, what happens with Montgomery? Does he take over Adams? And that's spot? exactly what it is. Yeah. It it completely hinges on the health of James Starks. But it has nothing to do with Adams or Montgomery really. It all hinges on James Starks's effectiveness and health when he comes back. So you're saying that Starks comes back. Montgomery gets kind of booted from that pseudo starting running back role. And it's still Adams is wide receiver three ish. I'm not yeah. even really sure how to rank their wide receivers anymore. Sure. So <laughs> I think <laughs> <You know? laughs> I would put Devonte Adams and Ty Montgomery about equal because when Starks gets back on the field, I think Ty Montgomery, uh, I think Devonte Adams maintains his role, but they will run the football more. They only ran the football like five times this game. Some, some crazy low right. number like that. Right. Um, let me, yeah, it was six times this game. That is not sustainable. That's not going to continue. So when Starks is back on the field, they'll have Don Jackson, they'll have James Starks, they'll be running the football more, and that will be decrease both Ty Montgomery and Devontae Adams. I think if there's a time to sell high on either of them, it would be right now. I do just like Ty Montgomery going forward because specifically um, in certain leagues, he does have running back eligibility. And given the, given the mishmash of what's happened this league, I know I've said it about 17 times, but given the, the state of running back, this year, I think the running back eligibility does help. It does put him over Devontae Adams. Oh, absolutely. Only because Yahoo has not granted him that yet. And they I don't haven't know they yet, will. and it's, it's driving me crazy. I don't think they will, to be honest. They won't. Yeah. What um, jerks. Yeah, I know. Those guys, they think they can control the NFL. I thought they wanted <laughs> us to have fun. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I'll also <laughs> take Green Bay in this game. Yes, absolutely. Okay, next um, one. T- time for Sunday night football. Um, Trevor Simeon. Oh, I guess I should tell you he's playing, huh? Denver versus Oakland in a in a riveting uh, showdown in the AFC West. Trevor Simeon is r- really not very good at all. Um, God bless him and his Northwestern education. He's going to go far in this world because of that, because he's not going to go very far in the NFL for very long. Um, lucky for him, his defense is very good. Uh, his co- coaching voiced displeasure after the game in his uh, in his production and his three turnovers. That is very much what he needs to not do at all in order to maintain any role on this offense. Paxton Lynch can go in there and not turn over the ball and be better than Trevor Simeon, and that may be what happens if Simeon has another game like this. They eked out the win because his defense bailed him out with a pick six and a few other very nice plays. Um, Booker, 19 carries, 54 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Could have had two touchdowns, but fumbled uh, near the goal line. Um, Five catches on six targets for 30 yards tacked on. He's a running back one for me versus Oakland. Uh, Capri Bibbs, I thought, might have gotten a little more work after that fumble, but they really stuck on Booker. And Booker, uh, there was was an injury scare with his knee, went back into the game. So many things pointing to uh, fear for Devontae Booker, but he went back in. 
and was just fine um, against Oakland's terrible, let's call it, defense. Booker is a uh, running back one this week. He's going to be excellent. Um, Sanders and Demarius Thomas are both run, uh, wide receiver twos versus Oakland. I'm feeling a breakout game for Demarius Thomas. It's about time for him to uh, catch, a, catch a short screen and run it for 70 yards and a touchdown or something like that. Yeah. On the Oakland uh, side. Sorry, go ahead. Demarius Thomas, I... I guess he's kind of producing where, where we drafted him at this year. I, I just don't know. Simeon is really holding him back. He's such a, he he's such a good wide receiver. I just, it's, it's depressing because like I, I own him in a league and it's a lot of times I just don't play him and I should, I feel like he yeah. needs to be played every week, but it's just, you can't really trust Simeon. But it's probably the right play for now. Now I would say the right play for you is to play him this week. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I probably will still play him, but it just, it's just, it's very frustrating. <laughs> it is frustrating. I mean, as you know, I have him in our league. Oh, that's true. You do. Yeah, yeah but you're rebuilding. Who I am rebuilding, and I, think, and I think he's going to be a very, very nice piece for me to have sitting on. Okay. Okay. I mean, unless you'd like to sit on him for me. No, thanks. I'm fine uh-huh. with wide receiver right now. Yeah, I sort of got that picture um, <laughs> on the Oakland side of the ball. Hell of a day from uh, from Carr. Oh, my gosh. Five hundred yards, four touchdowns. Um, I, I hope he enjoyed it fully. I hope he had a nice glass of bubbly when he got home because it is not happening versus Denver. Um, he's he's a low end quarterback, low end quarterback for me this week, but still startable just because of the uh, the options around him. Cooper and Trab, Crabtree are high volume wide receiver threes this week just because I think Denver is significantly going to limit the uh, touchdowns uh, touchdowns for this week. I guess I just said that uh, Demarius Thomas was a. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Now I'm confusing myself. Cooper and Crabtree are wide receiver threes because of the uh, limiting Denver defense. Um, I'm expecting a little more running back usage, given that's the weak point of the Denver defense. This week, Latavius Murray had 11 carries, 48 yards, with five catches of seven for 23 yards. The other running backs, uh, Richard, had five carries for 30. Four yards on two catches for an added three and Washington had five carries for 32 yards. So again, Latavius Murray, 11 carries the other guys with 10 total carries. Murray is still somehow getting exactly basically 50% of the carries and 50% of the carries against Denver should be a high end running back too for this week. Um, give me Denver. You got anything bad? No, I mean, I don't know if I really would put Murray at a high. Uh, you said a high end running back too. I think so because Denver's weak point. Plus, he should catch a bunch of passes out of the backfield. Uh, I don't we know see what Freeman did against them. Know. We saw what uh, uh, we saw what uh, even Gordon did against them. He is way too inconsistent for me to give him high end running back to status. He, now, I agreed with you before this. Before this week, he came back from the turf toe. And this week, he got significantly more look and work, uh, work and looks in the pass game than he did any week prior. I don't know. I, I, you know, I own I own him in a league. I'll flex him, but I'm not sold on him yet. I'm not sold on his usage. All right. Can we You want to make a board bet? No, I don't make <laughs> bets. I'm not a gambling man. I don't go to Vegas like you. you I don't go to Vegas. <laughs> well, that sounds awfully judgy. It is. <laughs> wow. What a jerk. I'm kidding, dude. I love Vegas. <laughs> I know. I know you love Vegas. I know. But I wasn't going to call you out on it. This is a family show. We don't talk about things like gambling. Yeah, a family show. You're the one who swore at the beginning of this. I, I didn't mean to. Now I have to go and edit that out. Didn't that get cut already? The, the thing is, is like the, the listeners don't ever have to deal with like all the all the stuff that like they, they don't 
They don't see You were going to say uh, BS, weren't you? Yeah, I was going to. <laughs> they don't see my turmoil after every show we do. After every time you guys swear, I have to go and cut stuff out. And, you know, it's there is work. no turmoil. There's only enjoyment. Yeah, right? All right, Monday Night Football. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Da, 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 da. Buffalo into Seattle for another exciting Monday night showdown. Um, Buffalo needs McCoy back badly. Uh, Gillies Lee will get the work, but will be stifled by Seattle if he's the workhorse this game. I expect McCoy to be okay. Uh, low end running back one if he is playing, but Seattle's got a good defense and they should be able to stop Gillies Lee. He did not impress me um, in this last week. Uh, another new name led the team in uh, receiving targets last game. Walter Powell, rush out and add him. Uh, drop uh, $80 of your fab budget on him. Uh, JK, hashtag just kidding. Um, I would avoid this week, uh, this offense, if possible, this week for your team. Um, not a good look against Seattle, especially in Seattle. Um, on their side of the football, though, Russell Wilson also not looking himself uh, under very underwhelming out output versus the bad New Orleans uh, defense. Um, he's fading uh, and and he's not going to look good versus this even better Buffalo defense, much better than New Orleans defense. That's for sure. Uh, Kristen Michaels, a running back to start versus Buffalo. Um, Rawls already ruled out for this week. Uh, Pete Carroll came out and said he would not be starting or playing week nine. Um, Precise two catches for 80, 80 yards. I'm not buying it. Not enough work Two catches, you know, and anybody can break out an 80 yard run. I mean, maybe not me or you, Even but you, you know, any, you. any, any running back in the NFL should be able to, right? <laughs> no, yeah. dude, no, he's, he's, he's a rookie. He's not going to get the usage again in the yes. future. He will, but no, he's not, not this week. No. Don't buy it. Um, Baldwin, Graham, and, all, and Lockett are all similarly hampered by Russell Wilson's shortcomings. Um, Russell Wilson, like, I, he's just riding high on this wedding. He's got a baby on the way. I think he's got to focus on football and focus on getting healthy. Um, I can only lock in Baldwin, and only because of his typical high-volume usage. He did not have that high volume this past game. Um, look for it to return. That, that's that's typically what goes on for him. Um, I was going to say, with, winning with, this with game, Wilson, But I'm really though, not excited about it. With Wilson, is... Is this like um is this still like the injuries that's lingering on like from the beginning of the season? Is is this how he's gonna be for the rest of the season? Or is this just how he's gonna be from, from now on, you know? No, I think I think he'll be okay. I think this is lingering injuries. Um he he part of him came off the injury report last year uh, last week. That's his shoulder came off the injury report. His leg still has not come off the injury report. Yeah, but his legs so he doesn't are, nec- His pardon? legs are what makes him like such a threat. If, oh, if defenses exactly. know that he can't do that, then this might be the Wilson we see for the rest of the season. I think he's going to be okay. I think, I mean, we're, we're only halfway through. I think he's going to get time to heal. Um, he's got a couple extra day, you know, one extra day for the Monday night game. And I, you know, they, they've, I, he's a long season, man. It is a long season. It is a long season. Plenty of time to heal up. I'm glad you're on the same page with me. <laughs> You totally twisted my words. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> That's how we do um, it in Chicago. Yeah, totally. Well, wait, why? You're not in Chicago. Yeah, but I was, ra- you know, I was wa- raised in the mean streets on the west side. Oh, the mean streets. I see. Hey, El Capone came from Cicero. You know that. I do know that. <laughs> All right. Our bye week teams is that uh, that wraps up the, the teams that have played. Um, our bye week teams, Arizona, Chicago, who's playing right now, Cincinnati, Houston, New England, Washington. A um, lot, of, lot of guys on buys. Let's just, I'll just run through them real quick. You can chime in if you, if you feel like you need to. Arizona looks bad. Woof. 
Uh, Floyd needs to heal. Brown was better in his absence. DJ is just so good. Nothing else to say. Cincinnati tied with Washington in an amazing uh, two-week two straight ties in the NFL. Hill and Geo were both running back twos uh, caliber days. Very game flow dependent, of course. Um, Eifert is back. He's ready for targets. He is a solid tight end one going forward. If you sat on him, you're starting him every week. Um, I love Tyler Eifert. Uh, Notre Dame guy. I usually don't love Notre Dame guys. Uh, uh. In Houston, Brock Eiswell. Osweiler threw a touchdown. All right. Uh, perfect time for a bye for Lamar Miller to heal up and for uh, Will Fuller, the fifth, as his jersey tells us, to heal up. Um, Fyodorowicz is becoming a must start young uh, I was, I must was start ask tight about end. Him. Sorry? I was going to ask about him. CJ. The fur, I don't know how to pronounce yeah, it. Fyodorowicz. Yeah. Uh, it's an easy one. I think he's available in, in, in a lot of leagues right now. Actually, I should have brought up the number, but. I checked yeah. yesterday and it was like 50% of leagues. He's still available. He needs to be owned. No perfect time to add him because you may not have to burn a waiver or any fat budget on him. Um, as he's on a buy this week, if you have an open uh, spot on your roster, definitely add him. And his, I think he's a tight end one going forward. Oh yeah. His targets. His targets how bad have been Osweiler like, is. Osweiler like, terrible. what, like and five games. I, it's been like six to eight targets every game. Exactly. A young quarterback or a crappy quarterback's best friend is his tight end. I'll say it a million times. Right. Yep. Uh, New England spanked Buffalo as expected. Surprising lack of production for White. However, if he caught uh, ball bounced off his hands in the end zone, if he caught that pass, he would have had uh, 20 more yards and a touchdown and a reception. Um, otherwise, I think he only had four points on the day. Um, surprising, maybe not surprising. I don't know. Uh, Deion Lewis looms. Uh, he he might, you know, be healing, coming back very, very soon. Uh, Washington, this is a perfect time for their buy. Sell high on Kelly if you can. I think Mike Jones will be back and will be reclaiming his spot, or at the very least, uh, reclaiming a part of the production in that backfield. I was going to say, um, I disagree. that jo I don't think Jones has he, – I don't think he is their running back one. They're going to go full committee. Yeah. Well, either, either way, neither of them are uh, probably very startable. Right. <laughs> Hold on all three wide receivers. I like them much better than the running backs. Yeah, I agree. That's everyone, right? Uh, that's all the that's all the teams. That's all the teams. All right. uh, just to run through guys that are on buys, Dalton Brady Cousins, if you need. Bradford's probably sitting there. Josh McCown versus uh, Dallas probably looks pretty good. And then, of course, tight ends. Miller, Eifert, Pierovitz, Gronk, and Jordan Reed. You can fill them in with Austin Hooper. Um, Hooper is filling in for the injured Jacob Tammy. Hooper has caught 12 of 12 uh, targets this year. Um, facing Tampa Bay, who is not great versus the tight end. Um, Tammy is, of course, just a... Uh, touchdown dependent tight end. And since he's not playing this week, Hooper becomes a touchdown dependent tight end. I think he's a good fill in. Cameron Bright, also a good fill in. Dennis Pitt, I think, startable regardless of bye week or not. Um, is he really a, like a replacement, though? I, I feel like Pitt is owned in almost every league at this point. He has to be. Probably. You're probably right about Pitta. I am right. <laughs> 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 All right, jerk. All right, jerk. Um, let's see. Free agent ads. We already talked in depth about Sharkandrick's West, Tim Hightower, and Antoine Smith. Um, Peyton Barber, if you're in a very deep league and you have an open roster spot, it might be worth throwing him on there just in case something crazy does happen over there. But he's really more of a uh, – the way I compare Peyton Barber and Antoine Smith is like um, – if you think about uh, LeGarrette Blunt and James White, but like ramp their production down like significantly, 
uh, that, that's the sort of situation going on there. Or like Rashad Jennings and Bobby Rainey, that sort of thing. Um, Peyton Barber being the Jennings and Smith being the Rainey. But because of how Tampa Bay runs their offense, I think the pass catching back is significantly more uh, more useful, both actually in PPR and in a standard for this team. Um, Arizona's on a bye. Uh, John Brown might be healing. Michael Floyd might be back. But it, I think Floyd might be uh, actually, no, J.J. Nelson was just named the starter ahead of Michael Floyd. That's that's the note I have jotted down. He, he is officially um, so, their, their wide receiver, too. That's what I read. Yeah. Um, so J.J. Nelson um, had good production this past game. Uh, if, if you're hurting at wide receiver, which be hard to because there's so many good wide receivers this year, um, J.J. Nelson needs to be owned right now. Yeah, agreed. Is that everyone? Chris T- Oh no, you're still Sorry. I I thought that was yeah. everybody. But no, no there's, there's ju- more. just a couple just a, uh, just one more. Um if Sammy Coates is still sitting out there, I love Sammy Coates. Ben Roethlisberger is coming back. Put Sammy Coates on your team and please thank me later. Actually, you can you can thank me at FFA underscore Lowe's or thank me when you like us on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't tweet Mung at FFA underscore Mung. Yes, you can yell at him and tell him how stupid he oh, is. Oh yeah, tweet tweet at him now while he's at the game, but that'll be tomorrow, so he won't be at the game, he'll be at work. Remember that. Everybody do that. If we could flood him with text at work, <laughs> that would be great. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. That would be so good. <laughs> All right, do you have anything else to add for this week? I think that just about puts a cap on no, it. That's we've, uh, we've gotten off We're the rails, good. we've been crazy, I don't know. You, you, you kept me in check, sort of, but I think I actually pulled you off the tracks with me. Oh, I love going off the tracks. Oh, that's perfect. Hey, you know what? We we went off the tracks, we covered everything, and we still made great time. I just want to point that out. What are we looking at? We are at, right now, I'm looking at 76 minutes, just over. All right. Pretty good. All right. We're not making anybody too angry. We're not uh, not. blaring anybody's ears out. We're not droning on or boring anybody. I know. We just got to get rid of Mung. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that may be, that may be that may be completely false. We may have bored everybody. Maybe maybe <laughs> Mung is actually the X factor. Maybe he's the wow factor of this okay, show. That's true. That's very very true. It could be. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. All right. Do the outro. Uh, you do it. I don't know how yeah, to do you, it. You you do the Mung thing. You got it. I don't it. know how to do it. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. All right. Fine. Fine. Um, well, thanks for listening to another week of the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. Uh, I'm, of, I'm, of course, Los, FFA underscore Los, uh, if you want to drop us any comments. Um, if you want to yell at Mung or if you want to say anything uh, smart-alecky or smart or uh, enlighten him on a lot of things because he's really not that bright, uh, drop him the line at FFA underscore uh, M-E-N-G, Mung. Um, and then, of course, if you want to get on our super producer, Dan, tell him what a great job he did filling in. And uh, he, he's producing the show and talking at the same time. How amazing is that? That's why I call him the super producer. He's the superest of producerist at FFA underscore Dan, D-A-N, Dan. I'm saying Dan, not damn like a beaver or anything <laughs> like that. Of course, uh, like the like us on Facebook, Fantasy Football Addicts. And please subscribe to the podcast in the iTunes store or in the Apple uh, podcasting app, the purple one with the uh, eye with the with the white rings around it, and we are very we are very available um, on the Google Play in the Google Play Store also. So we are just reaching uh, reaching across borders. We're hitting Atlantic to Pacific. We're hitting North Pole to South Pole. We're finding polar bears. We're finding penguins. We're just having a day, Daniel. I I don't even know what you just said there. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you forgot I'm the ex- most important part. I'm excited. Part, though. It's been three weeks for me. You forgot the most important part where Mung goes, It's a fantasy world and we're just all addicts in it. Well, that's why I wanted you to say it. Oh, you wanted me Thanks, to say it? Well, I just did it. I can't, I can't, I can't do everything for you. Well, I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do like I did last time I did this, where I mocked well, you with a thanks addicts. I'm gonna be like, it's just a fantasy world and we're just all addicts in it. Thanks addicts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 